Welcome to the eighth episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merc, and I'm joined by Wee Wee Man. How you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Sweet. So how was your uh, week, Wee Wee Man? It was pretty good. I um, chilled a lot this week, uh, especially on the weekend, because I, um, last weekend... I like I said on the last podcast, I had like a bunch of friends over every day because uh, my fiance is on her bachelorette party trip. Um, so I had an exhausting weekend last weekend, so I just needed a a weekend to just chill. I played a ton of Diablo and um, a ton of Twist, and uh, I thought I thought Twist was pretty fun. I, I really enjoyed playing playing the format. Um, so, yeah, it's been a chill weekend full of gaming and obviously work, but who cares about that? So, uh, how about you? Uh, I had a pretty good week, a busy week at work. I went out to D.C. one day this week, and then uh, we had safety training day on Friday where, like, these people came in and gave us eight hours of safety training. Everything from, like, ladder safety and chemical safety to there was, like, a driving section, too. So, there and, like, sitting there for eight hours of training is, like, so exhausting. Like, I'm not actually doing anything, but it's, like, oh my gosh. So Yeah, I could see that being, like, hard to keep your eyes open for some of that. Like, here's how you yeah. climb a ladder. Yes, yes, that's the types of ladders. Safety precautions. <laughs> the effects of sun. Too much sun exposure to your fiberglass ladder. God. <laughs> so, I played lots of twists as well. It's funny, because, like, a lot of people were saying, like, about twists. They were like, oh, like, hopefully this game mode's only around for, like, a month like they were being optimistic and they were like and you know maybe the it'll it's gonna take like a month for this format to even get figured out there's gonna be so much diversity you can play whatever you want but then it turned out there it's not true and there's like five like five or so just super strong decks that are seeing a lot of play and then Lots of other stuff that you would try and homebrew yourself, like something fun, like a no-spell mage with font of power. I saw someone trying that. Or just, like, I saw Big Warrior. Just, like, lots of anything that's not one of these really high-performing, like, outlier decks is just gets kind of destroyed. And we'll, yeah. we're going to kind of address all of the decks in general that are seeing lots of play and twist. So it's going to be a, kind of an unusual week in that way. We're not each going to be focusing on one deck, because this format's going to be around for less than a month, so we figure might as well just do like a broad overview of the things that we're, we're mostly seeing on ladder. Yeah. And, yeah, so Twist, Twist is the new game mode for those who don't know, and 
it's gonna have a different rule set it's just gonna be like rotating rule sets basically but they're not necessarily gonna change every season and then in between new rule sets there will be a period of time where twist is unplayable because they're going to be changing like the game mode and stuff they didn't specify for how long that would be but this twist season is going to end at the end of july and then there's no word on what's coming next in terms of a timeline so the decks that are really strong in the current twist meta are like there's the quest druid and the quest shaman which we knew those decks were going to be strong before Twist even came out, because their respective variants are strong and wild, and they pretty much get almost all of the cards that they run in their wild lists and stuff. The deck is strong and wild, like, it's going to be strong in Twist, which is just a lower power level format, because there's less cards, so it makes sense. So is there not very many neutral cards that go into the wild variants of these decks? Like, is that how they're Let's able to still like do really well or how does yeah so if you think about it it's like quest shaman quest druid and quest demon hunter it's like what does quest shaman want to do play cheap overload things cheap overload thing or just overload things in general that's like all shaman stuff like that's not and then you think of what does druid want to do druid wants to gain a bunch of attack well like almost all of the cards that are give your hero attack are druid cards and then you have Quest Demon Hunter, which is draw a bunch of cards. And what is one of Demon Hunter's core identities? It is really good at drawing lots of cards. So these decks kind of don't really rely on neutrals in general, and they're strong enough in wild, so it makes sense. And then the Dragon Mage is a really unique one, though, I think, because this is not playable in wild, because you play Dragonfire Amulet and Wild, and there's so many different dragons to discover, but Mage is in the unique situation where their only dragon is a Hela Matrium Protectorate. And then, I mean, yeah, she deals the four damage every time you cast a spell. I'm sure you guys, if you guys don't know what this deck is, you just, like, draw lots of cards, reduce the cards in your hand and in your deck, and then you play that Discover Two Dragons card, which since there's only one dragon the mage can access you find that you get two copies of it and that makes it so every time you cast a spell now each of them deals four damage to a random enemy and you can hot shriek this out early too and you just do that cast flurries cast hot shrieks cast first flames cast like one and zero cost spells and you just otk your opponent and you have lots of survivability through the solid alibi and just like you do have a lot of board clear tools if necessary you can use your first flames and your brain freezes and stuff like that and it's a really unique deck because this this doesn't exist in wild this is like a deck that twist actually created which i think is really cool and i wish there was i wish i saw like more of these but i feel like this the mage is in a unique situation where twist kind of created it and i don't see many other decks like that yeah i think it's a cool deck for sure it's like it's just like your average combo deck, which I feel like we haven't seen any really combo like decks in standard in a while, unless I'm wrong about that. Is it? I mean, it feels like there hasn't really been any good combo decks in standard lately. Um, like Burn Mage is a combo deck, kind of like to an extent. Yeah, with like Vexilus and stuff. 
I guess the yeah, girl was just trying then... to cast a bunch of bolts with like Vexless or an Eggwin minion. Yeah, that's really the only combo deck I can think of off the top of my head that. Yeah. Kind of curious now, but I'm pretty sure. Mage is the closest to a combo deck we have right now, or have had. We had you're right in that we haven't had a super prevalent combo deck for a while. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so since this is kind of different, um, I, I I'm I'm thinking what we could do here is just kind of go down. Um, there's there's four decks on HS replay that have stats um and we could speak to some of the other ones i'd also like to touch on the that's only at legend ranks though there's a lot of diamond through legend oh shit okay which is where there's at least one they don't have data for the control priest at yeah legend but control priest is a really really good deck okay so i guess we do have a lot of stats um that we can look at so yeah because i would also like to touch on the the um, decks that you can pay either 3,200 coins for, or I forget, like, was it $20 for a deck? $20, um, yep, and there was yeah. there was um, six of these, so do you have those up, or do you want me to go over those? Um, I have them up, I, I think, I'm looking at Hearthstone Top Decks, I think that article that, I think it lists, oh, lists yeah. them you out. You can talk about that if you want, um, I'm in the Hearthstone client right now. Yeah, uh, so, I believe I bought the, uh, so I actually, I crafted the stuff to make the quest druid one, um, and it looks like that's something you can, you can just buy for $20, which is actually, actually pretty huge, considering that's, like, one of the best decks, um. Their quest druid list, worth noting, this is, like, not a good quest druid list, so you, like... Really? You um yeah no you this questured list like just take a look you got guff you got topi or you got a you got underking like this you got like guidance um this is uh this is worth it if you're like w or willing to spend twenty dollars to play questured because if you're like if you don't have the dust and you just really want the quest you can just spend twenty dollars for this it gives you like legendaries the dust value is like okay it's not great but questure it really like has quest and then a bunch of rares and commons there's no epics and it that quest is the only legendary and if you play standard you're bound to have like most of these cards so the dust you're going to be spending is like if you had like none of these wild cards, it would cost like um like seven hundred or so dust to craft all of these. So if you're like I really want to play Questruid and Twist for a month and I don't have any dust and it's like okay to buy okay to buy just for the quest and then you get some dust value. If you play standard you'll probably have Topior and you'll probably have uh the other one it gives you you'll probably have um what else does it give you oh a nubricon and then you could just dust those two for 800 dust and make the rest of the deck if you're like but if you're buying this for quest you probably don't might not necessarily have every card in standard so just so i can see what you're looking at i i don't it looks like all of the hearthstone top deck articles i'm looking at are like 
uh, decks created by streamers and professionals. I can't I can't seem to find where the like. You should just open up Hearthstone if you can't find it then, and you can view them directly from Hearthstone. All right, let me do that. That's what um, I'm doing. Yeah, cause I, I think I bought the, like I said, I I, I used Dust to make the Quest Druid one, um, and then, I, and I I think I just went one? off of like a list. Uh, I also I also made the Mage one, um, from, just having I think. I think there was like a few things I had to craft for that, and then I bought the Demon Hunter um, deck that they they're selling, and I played a few games with the Demon Hunter one, and I just it just it just wasn't very good. Unfortunately, yeah, this, doesn't look, this doesn't look very good. Yeah, um, like it like, looks like you're running a mixture of combo and or sorry, Outcast and. Uh, like, it's like a ton of outcast cards, but you're not, like, running the weapon, and then I'm just not sure. You're running Philosophy, I guess, to copy the Walloper. It's like a mixture of an aggro Demon Hunter deck and an outcast Demon Hunter deck, but you don't necessarily have... I don't know. This deck looks questionable. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. It... I, I nice never... Nice of them to package that. Uh, they could give you, like, any wild Demon Hunter card... And nice of them to package in the Steno that they nerfed two weeks ago. Like, nice. <laughs> right. Nice one, Blizzard. <laughs> like, like yeah. I would literally rather have any wild demon on her card. If but... Steno isn't going to work in Standard anymore, it's definitely not going to work in <laughs> Twist. Dude, it's got one <laughs> like... attack. It's going to be big. And, like, how I'm are they not now. even going to put Through the Fell and Flames in this deck? Like, it, it, like, it, like what? I don't I'm know. looking at. I would rather them give. I'm looking at these demon hunter neutral or legendaries. Um, I guess I would have rather had like star student Selena. That one might actually not be like. It's probably not good, but she's like a four mana four three outcast. Look at three cards in your opponent's hand. Shuffle one of them into their deck. Like, I mean, it's better than freaking, if you're an outcast deck, this card would never saw play, even when it was, like, in its standard time, but, like, maybe against Dragon Mage or one of the quest decks, you can shuffle something back in that's vital. I mean, it would be better than a one one attack Steno. Yeah. So. But, I mean, I, I, the way, okay, so, it's cool, because... I, I think since um, Private Merc pointed out that since he played, like, Wild a bit and had, like, a decent rank in Wild, I think he was playing at a higher MMR, like, um, in, in Twist, whereas I was playing, like, I, I haven't touched Wild because I don't really have any old cards, uh, so I haven't really been able to, um, I haven't really been able to get into Wild, really, but... We were playing that completely different MMRs, it felt like, because he was like, dude, it's literally all just quests, and every deck wins on, like, turn four. And I was like, hmm, I'm facing pirate warriors. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was I don't weird. understand how you have pirate warrior. I need to look at it now. <laughs> I'm literally going to warrior and typing in pirate, because I feel like a lot of the good neutrals were, I feel like they were freaking, like, the pirates were neutrals. Yeah, I feel like it was not good. Like I, 
<laughs> I, I don't know. People just really like that quest, I guess. What do you, what's there to like about it? <laughs> You're just playing the pirate that the, the number in the top left matches the number you have in the bottom right corner. God. I mean, I can see how it'd be like fine. Like it's, it's there's still harbor scamp and cargo guard and stuff. It's like it's got like it's got stuff. I mean, I'm I still trying to find it. Wait, is it just I just There's typed in I just sorted by rank twist and typed in pirate and I was looking at all the pirates they have available. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to see if it's on HS replay. I'm looking at bronze through gold and I can't find it. That's bronze probably the gold. MMR I was playing at to be honest cuz I since I haven't played much. So for me it was like I was able to kind of get away with playing like um crappier decks and that goes for, you know, anyone out there who uh you know, maybe you want to play, like, one of the decks you can buy, like, that out, that New Age Outcasts, or... I probably you know, wouldn't any recommend other one, it. I probably... Yeah. I don't think I would recommend buying any of them. Like, unless, like I said about Quest Druid, if, like, you want to spend 20 hours to play Quest Druid, knock yourself out, but... Right. None of these are, like, out of the box ready to play. Yeah, Would I mean, I mean, if you to make them good. if you are at like a low MMR like me, like you can win games with them, but it seems like eventually, like once you would get into like they will a higher off. MMR, like yeah, it'll definitely not be as good. Um, so yeah, it it it's just it's interesting the difference um in in the different decks or in the different MMRs, like how the format is. Um, so do you want to talk about Between Quest them. Druid for a bit? Because I know, we, and we can both touch on that, because we both played lots of Quest Druid. Yeah, yeah, I actually really enjoyed Quest Druid at first. I was like, I literally texted... <laughs> at first? Oh no, yeah. that's foreshadowing. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, do you remember me texting you and being like, I like this deck more than Burn Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. I, I, I was really enjoying it, and... Um, and then I just kind of got bored of it a little bit, um, cause I was playing it a ton and I started playing, uh, the, the mage deck a lot more, but during my time of playing the druid deck, I, um, had a lot of interesting, uh, gameplay experiences and, uh, the, the, the thing with this deck is like, you're you're just trying to finish quests pretty much as fast as possible because as you're finishing quests, you're just you know obviously gaining a bunch of attack every turn and just hitting face. Like it, it just seems like very straightforward what you're going for, but there's still um, I feel like there's still like a lot of variance in like how to threaten your opponent. Like um, like there's been plenty of games where. You know, when I've when I've faced it and when I've played it, like the way to, you know, threaten your opponent into having to change the way they play or even just, you know, making them concede, uh, is just dropping a bunch of a, a bunch of dudes, whether it be like the Crypt Keepers or the Umbrella uh Umbral Owl, whatever. Quest Druid is stupid. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's like you can you can make a giant board like super early on um with uh Oracle or you can uh 
just keep gaining a bunch of attack every turn and swinging at their face. And uh, this is definitely a deck where, like, I feel like you don't you you try not to worry about their board if you if you can help it. Like you just you just gain attack and hit face no matter what. And um, there is like utility for like clearing their board if you need to. But I feel like you want you want to like use your your like stuff like rake and all that. Like you don't want to use that like willy nilly because like uh, maybe you're gonna play something that puts up some taunts and you're gonna I've need to rake, rake on that. my own i use rake on my own freaking cat a lot the yeah this deck because like honestly a lot of the decks in the meta like if you're playing if you're playing mage like you're not rake is like what do you you yeah. want to kill your cat to gain two more attack right. i Questerid though i've literally completed the first part of quest and played a number wow on turn two before like this deck is not okay it's like yeah there's it's nuts yeah that's there's all like kurt you can get guff out as early as like turn five you can curve into him on turn five and just consistently hitting face every turn like if you get guff out on turn five you've hit their face for 16 or for like not 16, uh, for 15, and you're playing golf for 8 more, and then if they've got no defensive, like, they're, they're just going to die. And all the way along, you can just hit face all game. You can just go face and completely ignore their board, because the quest it just continues to give you more armor to stay alive. And mm-hmm. you can just literally play the card that says make Malfurion gain attack, and then you click them. You click your opponent. Right. That's, all the all along the way, making a bunch of four four rushers and four six taunts for zero mana, and also another thing, we women mentioned Oracle of the Loon. It's worth noting that there's two builds. I actually don't play the Oracle of the Loon build. You can go Oracle of the Loon to try and copy Owls and copy the uh, what are those dudes called? The four the six crypt taunts. keepers. Yeah, the crypt keepers or. You can just run, like, more cards that, like, spell stuff, like Nature Studies and Planet Evidence, and just more cards that give your hero attack, so just, like, to be even more aggressive. So there is two, at least two distinct builds that you can play. Yeah, and I, I would I would probably say that the one that just focuses on completing quests is probably just a lot better, um, which, that's just, like, speculation, but... This I feel deck like Oracle Loon so... build could be crazier if you, like, completely fill the board up. Like, yeah, make, like, like put, really, like, really. two owls out or two Crypt Keepers out, and then you get four, like, total. Like, I feel like that has the potential to be bigger, but, like, on just a game-by-game basis, you'd probably, like, just want to keep... Like, you don't... You'd probably prefer to just keep gaining attack. Yeah, that's, that's what I would think, too. Um... My favorite card in this quest druid uh, deck, and I think it's I think it's in both uh, builds, but harmonic and dissonant mood. Um, I love getting that in my starting hand because yeah. turn two curving into dissonant mood and just finishing so quest big. like yeah yeah. And then if you have like pounces in your hand, like this de- like uh, there's just so many things that you don't mind having like in your starting hand, which. Um, I think is I I like I like a deck where like I'm not really like like pissed off if like I get certain cards like I know like it'll mostly be okay because like most of these cards in this deck like you're either you know like you're either gaining attack or you're 
finding a spell and reducing it or you're you know playing something to get you your groovy cat or you're playing your groovy cat or you're gaining you know attack with any like of the million cards in this deck that gain attack so it's just like i feel like it's just consistent it's solid it's fast and that's like this whole format just feels fast it's like a it's just like it feels like this format like based on what you've told me like at my mmr it's not really like this but i feel like at its highest level or even just where you're at it seems like this this format is just like two people playing solitaire and trying to um <laughs> trying to like win like with their own like win condition like quicker than the other person can and yeah that's and i think that's fun um i know a lot of people kind of hate the quests and hate like the power level that of this format but i think like it has its place um like if that's what it is right now if this format is just like solitaire the game mode like I think like it's fine because I mean yeah, it's a it's a month right like it's a month long and, you, and if you don't like it you can just play standard yeah like, or, or, or wild BGs or, BG, or wild yeah. like it's like I agree it's like you're not it's it's a thing that's present and maybe lots of people are upset that a new game mode came out where we could play with our wild cards and people like that don't dust their stuff because they hope for things like this and then it turns out it's like solitaire the game mode and they're upset about it like that's valid but also like the game mode is you don't have to play it and twist is going to change it's not forever going to be this this rule set that you hate like it'll change and then maybe you'll like the next one and maybe you still won't like the next one and that's okay then there will be another one later it's like there's gonna be i am sure there is going to be like rule sets that i do not like just like i know there's going to be rule sets that i like more than like the average person and i think this format is like fun for what it is like if i want to go play one of these kill them by turn four five six seven decks like yeah, I'll go try it out with the expectation that my opponent's going to be doing a similar thing, going to be probably playing with himself, and like you just if you're not okay with that, you don't have to play twist. So yeah, yeah, that's that's my sentiment exactly too. It's and who knows, maybe the next rule will be like no quests or something. Um, if, what if the next rule set know. was neutrals only? That would probably be the most boring thing ever. That would be that would actually be kind of interesting though. Be, <laughs> I don't know if I weird. would like it. Like no it spells at all. It's class. just minion Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah, that would be very weird. But the, I mean, like I you can know, run cool. minions that give you spells, but that's not consistent. So it's cool though. I mean, it's also like I just like. uh it's like how um, Overwatch, I don't know if they still have it, but they had, like, experimental mode. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, like, experimental for, like, Hearthstone almost. It's, like, experimenting with different rules. And it might it might be good for the game. It might be good for the developers just to be able to, like, see how different um, different rules affect the game. And, like, maybe going forward, like, that might influence some decisions on how they make cards. Yeah, they can they... get feedback, too, based on play rates. If they see, like, 
if they see like this rule set has like significantly less people played twist during for that month than like a different rule set they can be like okay like it's worth it because like a large enough percentage of our player base like dislikes this sort of thing but likes this sort of thing they can kind of like i mean really plan ahead because they like work like a year in advance with their sets but they can kind of just like curate more like play styles towards the things they know people enjoy more Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it's i think it's really good for the game that they introduced this you know what um, else is good for the game another deck that's pretty good in uh twist and that's poison rogue <laughs> mm, that i did not play at all did you play um i played some twist? of it i also played against it poison rogue is ick i mean like just like like here's the thing about poison rogue you lose to the other like kind of combo-ish deck because solid alibi is the mage deck solid alibi makes your 13 attack weapon deal one damage and then you give yourself stealth and the dragons say we don't care so you lose pretty bad to mage but like poison rogue is really good against like everything else like gaining stealth three times against druid and shaman's really good and like yeah. the druid does have the armor so that one's more of a close one but i feel like you can pretty you can beat out the shaman pretty easily and then yeah poison rogue is i mean it's like i saw a tweet by someone on twitter that they were like complaining about twist it was uh they're complaining about twist just jesse alexander i think and he was like uh he was like, Twist is like, meh. He's like, I played it, and he's like, I don't really want to play any more of it. He's like, it's not really interactive, like, or engaging to hard mulligan for the weapon every game, because he was playing Poison Rogue. So I was like, his reason he doesn't like Twist is because it's not super engaging to hard mulligan for the weapon every game, and he literally just keeps queuing Poison Rogue, and I'm like, see, he's just doing it to him, so, like, play anything else then. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> I don't yeah. like Twist because I just play Poison Rogue. Yeah, that's... Yeah, just don't... I don't know, don't play it, I guess. No, like, funny. it's just so... I don't like, know. It's not really a, that's not valid good feedback, like, for the format. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I did not really agree with, like, the initial, like, negative sentiment about the game mode. Because I, I... I think, like that even even though like it is very solitaire and like not interactive for the most part like like we were have like we've been saying it's just like that's just what it is right now it's like i don't know i just i thought it was silly that so many people were complaining about it and like yeah if you don't like the way the poison rogue deck plays don't play it and or like any deck for that matter and if you don't <laughs> yeah. like yeah yeah so another deck i want to talk about was quest shaman quest shaman is so good there's like two general ways you're winning with quest shaman but one i found like way more than the other is you can so charged call is really curated at like certain mana points so at seven mana you can always find glug and at eight mana you can always find alakir to hit their face for six or the three eight lifesteal death rattle uh taunt guy where wee wee man uh was dragon mage a game at three health and he did his dragon turn and then that thing hit wee wee man for three damage so that yeah, was because i just didn't i didn't read that card I was like, <laughs> yo i can win <laughs> <laughs> and then i mean i did get lucky because it was hit a random enemy and it hit you so yeah that was unfortunate 
it did have reborn so even if it had missed it would have gotten one more shot it would have hit for three again but like i did get i did get lucky but anyway so you can win with glug glug is also really good against the mage because if you find two glugs like you the mage is like huh like they <laughs> actually can't like i saw blister guy the walk toward kirstone dude he posted a picture on twitter where he was like how to counter dragon mage and the dragon mage had two dragons out and they had done their turn and he, he just had like a 36 40 glug <laughs> yeah, yeah that when when me and private merc were playing um twist together i was playing a lot of mage and he was just like bouncing around whenever he played the shaman deck it was always just like glug as as like like on like turn like way three or four on three or yeah, four or like way too fast and it's like okay well and then when it wasn't like, Glug, it was, like, 16 damage burn to face. Yeah. It's, I had one dude. turn where I, like, late in game, I, I played a diligent note-taker, and then I lightning bloomed, which he gave me another lightning bloom, and then I did some other overload stuff, and then I think I Serpent Shrine portaled, and then I, like, overdrafted, and it was just, like, 15 damage burn face, and it's, like... This quest shaman deck is just crazy. A misconception that people probably will have. Like, if you're looking to play this optimally and, like, really, like, close out games, you're probably not gonna be finishing the quest. Like, the reason this deck is good is not the quest reward. It's, it's like, it's almost, it's almost the first portion of the quest. Because what you can do is, like, do something really huge, like Diligent Note Taker, Lightning Bloom, Lightning Bloom, play something else, and, like, get so many Overload ticks on that charged call. Like, on turn two, already play have played three Overload cards. And then curve out really early into, like, either the Glug or the... Yeah, the Glug is really what you're going for. Or if you know you're not going to be able to do that save up for a really big spell damage turn and just like you just have such a really early game swing with that refreshing your mana crystals it allows you to play like a bunch of cards and then you don't have yeah. to suffer from the overload like that's what makes this deck good is that first tick where it like says you can do a bunch of broken stuff but because you have that quest up it it just refreshes like five mana crystals and then and then by the time you overload again like you're probably playing some um you're probably like playing glug like like, honestly (laughs) you're probably playing glug but like once you overload more like by that time you've probably dropped some novice zappers and then you're just gonna like throw a coin pouch and unlock your mana crystals again so i definitely see how that that first tick it's like it's like you're overloading but then it doesn't really matter because you have that first tick of the quest and then you have your coin pouches um, like obviously you don't have your coin pouches, but then even then it's like you still have a glug on turn four, so it's like, or you know, I, I yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, quest shaman I'll, is like really. I feel like there's a really fixed way to play this deck. Like, yeah, it seemed like you were pretty much doing the same things every time we played, um, which. I don't know. It seemed like you had the diligent note taker with the lightning blooms way too often, though, and that just is for sure like the best way to open your game. <laughs> yeah, like, the deck has like a lot of draw like, and stuff. Time. Like a lot of the games I did play that before I did that, I did that like on turn three because I would do the um 
I would play the, what is that freaking card? The Ancestral Knowledge, and then on turn three I'd only have two mana, but then I would have both the Note Taker and the Lightning Bloom. So then I could, like, Note Taker, Bloom, Bloom, and then have everything unlocked. So, I did have it a lot, but that's because I've, like, specifically, that's a thing you really specifically want to be going for if you can. Or Note Taker, if you can burn them down, like, Note Taker, any burn spell is fine, but I really find myself note-takering the bloom like a lot majority of the time oh yeah no that's huge especially if you know you can unlock unlock them yeah if you can't unlock them by the way like there have been games i've lost because due to like bad planning i are just like throwing caution to the wind and i just like overload a ton but draw a bunch of cards because i'm try like really trying to draw into overdraft like, where I have zero mana the next turn, and I lose the game because of that. Like, you definitely can, like, uh, get punished for overloading too much with this deck. If you don't have, like, the proper tools to answer, like, the overdraft, so. And you also were uh, telling me last night that the deck is, like, um, you could lose by just not, like, like it, you said, like, if you play a lot of your stuff, um without like winning or getting yourself like closer to winning like you're probably gonna lose because like you you made it sound like this deck is like you want to kind of like is this like a deck where you kind of just want to have pop-off turns i guess like like it's you kind of comparable like, to like miracle rogue in that sense where like yeah like if you if your hand if if like you quest on one and then you go like novice zapper into like studies and a novice zapper and then you have like a serpent shrine portal like you you can just like you can just like have no cards like so you you do have to have careful planning of like all right do i want to dump my whole hand here do i want to like play one card well like what what do i have like a charged call so is or like do i have a way to get a charge call so like the flow rider to discover a spell from my deck like is it worth it to like play out my whole hand or should i like yeah so there's like definitely you you want the hand that's gonna let you play your whole hand, <laughs> but yeah. like there's definitely you're not always gonna get the perfect hand, which would be like the note taker and the bloom and uh, studies is pretty good too to be honest. Like sleepbreaker's pretty horrible. I don't know why I haven't taken sleepbreaker out of this by now. Uh, it's just it's bad against mage. It's bad. It's got bad against everything. Like poison rogue's not playing minions. Questrude's not playing minions and mage not only are they not playing minions i have never not played Sleepbreaker, and then they just immediately siphon mana it like i should actually take that card out because i probably put in like zaps or something um like a cheap over another cheap overload card because that card does not seem worth perpetual flame also doesn't both of them are good cards but it's like meta dependent where so many of these decks just literally taking those both out right now it's just like they don't really help you i think jam sessions probably good i'm gonna put jam sessions in and hmm. yeah i, I can see know. perpetual flame being good in a format like a twist format where they would be like like a lot of decks would be going kind of wide and then perpetual flame is a super good card like it's overdraft. just like in this in this format they just don't have a board it's yeah. like not a thing. Right. Yeah. Mm. I 
I just put in some different cards in that Quest Shaman deck. I think I'm going to play Quest Shaman in our match later, and I just, I took out the Flames, and I took out the, uh, what was the other one that we said was bad just now? Um, oh, the, uh, what the heck was it? Oh, the Sleep Breaker, yeah. I don't know what I want to play, because I'm, I'm envisioning in my head right now what our match is going to look like if you play uh shaman and i i think about me playing mage and i'm like well he's gonna have glug on turn four <laughs> and then i'm it's gonna be turn four so i'm gonna want to play like volume up or something or or in canner's flow <laughs> and but you're there i'm just gonna glug take is like hey buddy <laughs> yeah glug's like what's up dude <laughs> like, yeah, like, how you how you doing <laughs> and then I think about Druid, and I also think about the turn four Glug, and, and I'm like, wow, well, I can't hit face, so, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to play. <laughs> I just, I, I'm either playing Druid or Mage, because that's what I played the most of, but I just, Shaman's just, like, cracked. Like, it's it's gross. It's a very gross deck. I haven't played it, but seeing how Private Merc plays it, it's like, it, it seems very disgusting. Like it's just it's, really, it's, it's fast. It 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 just works. Like it, it it's a good deck. Um so let's see. So we covered we covered a lot of shaman. So covered anything shaman, else? druid. Uh no, nah, not much else. Like you you you're it's it's a it's like swing turn deck, basically, in summary. Like you yeah. wanna have it pop off turn or two. Like, a really big pop-up turn, and then next turn you play Glug, or, like, that's generally how it's done. If you can also play Glug on the same turn, that's, like, ginormous, but it's not as common. And also, like, matchup-wise, you know, because we are a matchup podcast, so, like, speaking to, like, matchups a little bit, and uh, Private Merc can probably speak to it better uh, as far as Shaman goes, but... I think overall, like, there's not really going to be, like, obviously we don't have data, and, like, we can't really just say fact based on, like, our game experience, because that's, that just, you know, that's biased, and... No, 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 it's It wouldn't work, but... It works, it works. I mean, it, it somewhat works, but it's not fact, I guess. Like, we can't, like, back it up with stats. So it's, like, we could tell you kind of, like, what we faced and what what the matchups felt like, but I feel like overall these these twist decks right now um with the rule that's currently in place i feel like they all just have a decent chance at uh um at like beating each other like i feel like they're pretty even like if you're playing whatever deck you're playing optimally like if you're playing mage um into like a druid for instance you know you're both just kind of playing with yourself the only difference is the druid is like attacking you but you know eventually you'll be able to play your solid alibis and um and then hopefully like curve from your solid alibis and stuff like drawing cards and playing solid alibis into doing you know your your uh dragon turn which you want to be trying to do that on seven and if you're able to like curve your solid alibis into that on turn seven you can easily beat the druid um Especially, you know, if you've been drawing cards and reducing them and you have a bunch of zero costs, like, you can do so much damage with that deck. Like, the amount of armor they have doesn't even matter. Um, and, you know, same with Demon Hunter. Like, I feel like, 
you know, it's another fast deck, but Mage has the solid alibis again to, you know, get to their, like, later turn, like, which is, you know, I feel like Demon Hunter wants to win a bit earlier than turn seven, but the Mage says solid alibi, and then, you know, they can do their stuff on turn seven. Um, the only thing that I think might be different is is Shaman. Like, it feels like Shaman with Glug, like beats mage pretty hard um, you can make two glugs i'm diligent know. note taker the the charge call and put two glugs out there and it's like not anything in the body it's like the second one was just the head but against the mage you get two glug heads out it's like well even if they do their dragon turn you got a full board like you aren't gonna die like you're not gonna the, the dragon mage will not be able to do it and it is that has happened to me before where they yeah. just have not had the resources yeah, that's why it feels like that Shaman deck. It's just like, it, I mean, looking at the Legend stats for the four decks, Mage, Demon Hunter, Druid, and Shaman, uh, Shaman does have a, the highest win rate of the the four at 67.9%. It also has the least amount of games played, which is uh, like, like it impacts that. That's like you have true. to assume with double the more games played, its win rate will, will go down. Yeah. With Diamond through Legend, we have a. It looks like we have more of a. We have more of a like numbers to go off of. So it looks like. Because oh, yeah. you Shaman want at least a thousand games or so. Or, well, not many have it. But. Druid sixty six point eight. This is the yeah. This is the one I'm running with Oracle Balloon. That's at a sixty eight or sixty six point eight percent win rate. Um. But I mean, they're they're all above fifty. At least these four decks. Um, yeah, it looks like, like through most of ladder. So I mean, they're all you know they're all able to beat each other. I feel like matchup wise, there's not really anything. Um, I mean, there's definitely probably some matchup specific things. Like like I said, with like mage, um, and in my experience of playing mage, it's like you with that deck, you really want to be playing Encanter's Flow on four. Um, with hopefully both of your amulets in your deck still, or and then, pointing it out on three. Like, yeah, yeah, like it literally playing in Canter slow as soon as possible because it just makes the rest of your game so much easier. Because you have volume up and um, what is that? Ref refreshing drinking water or whatever. Spring water. Um, spring water, like the and uh, arcane intellect, and it's like all of those are card draw. You also have cram session, which is really good. Um, you also mentioned you mentioned having both Drake Fire Amulets in your deck um, when you hopefully play Flow and Four. Drake Fire Amulet is actually uh, one of the best cards to have in your mulligan because because of Siphon Mana. Yeah, so you actually yeah. it's like having one in your deck and one in your hand is actually like worth it as long as you have other things to do because that's one for Siphon Mana and one for Flow. Like it's, right. it's, so it's good. It's it's good to have one in your starting hand. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, I actually, um, I would always get kind of mad when, like, this happened like actually three times uh, yesterday when me and Private Merc were playing. Where I would about to, I would be like on my turn where I was either gonna coin out um, my Encanter's Flow or or just play it on four. And the card I would draw for that turn would be my Drake Fire, like one of my Drake Fire amulets, and that would always like kind of piss me off because I was like, well, okay, like I would have liked to reduce that, but 
you know it is true like you 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 know even if you draw the one it's like you have the other one in your deck that's getting reduced and then hopefully you can reduce the other one with siphon mana if you need to but um but i was i was saying like matchup wise um with the mage deck um you know you obviously want to be reducing your cards as soon as you can um siphon mana i feel like in my experience it's okay to use it uh without drake fire amulet in your hand if you're using it like if you're if you've played like an encanter's flow and you just want to fill your hand up and have a lot of cheap cheaper cards like if you play a siphon mana on you know like a later turn with like nine cards in your hand um that's still big especially if it's you know hitting some like card draw or it's really big if it hits um what is it the um the mana conjure mana biscuit um because reducing that especially if you can reduce that to zero for your turn like you will definitely have enough mana for your dragon turn to i feel like i feel like with this deck with this deck it's not really like i feel like it's never a concern to like make sure that you have cards for your dragon turn you're gonna it's it's just getting to your dragon turn i feel like as long as you can play four cards you're gonna kill them so i feel like your main concern is actually getting there with this deck i mean i agree but i also think like i've had games where i have like played in canner's flow and i have like i have a like a hot streak and you know i have my nine cost amulet but like I'll also just have, like, and, and, you know, this is probably just user error, but, like, I'll have, like, a volume up still, or, like, arcane intellect, like, just, like, more of my, like, more expensive card draw cards, or maybe a solid alibi, a conjure mana biscuit that's still a two mana because I didn't siphon mana, and it's, like, that, that kind of blows sometimes because you're, like, okay, well, I could play my, um... I could play my dragons this turn on turn seven, which is when I want to play them. But then all I have is a flurry and also they don't have minions or maybe they do have minions, but then you're just dealing eight. And then it's like the rest of my cards cost one or more. So it's like, then you're, you're, you don't want to do your dragon turn because you know, they could just remove them and, or yeah, I don't know, maybe you would want to play your dragons, you know, like if you know you have another Drake Fire Amulet, if you have another one in your hand or something, maybe if you, you know what they are, like it, I, I feel like it's def- that's matchup dependent. Like if they're Questruid, you can probably do it. Like as long yeah. as you're not gonna die. Like unless they're like if they have both rakes and can get to twelve attack before the rakes, like I guess it sucks to be you, but I'm pretty sure you can probably play that against the Druid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, it's definitely a matchup dependent thing, and and uh, and I'll finally get to what I was saying because I feel like I keep going off on tangents. But uh, but yeah, um, uh, aside from like like reducing the stuff in your hand, reducing your Drake Fire amulets, like all this deck really wants to do aside from that is just stay alive. And since this deck's combo comes online a little bit later than what most of these decks are able to kill you at, like. Um, it just makes Solid Alibi just, like, very important in this deck, and that's a card that um, I feel like in a lot of these matchups, you probably are going to need to have um, some, like, a, like at least one Solid Alibi. Like, it feels like sometimes you need to, you know, just to stay alive long enough to be able to get to your turn. 
but uh and um you know and flurry too is also really big but it's like if you're against a quest druid flurry doesn't matter um so so and, yeah, and even mirror by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> horrible it's not yeah it's a terrible card in the mirror yeah i feel like a mage mirror match in twist is just like it's actually just like it's just like two people I thought, I, I drawing one cards today, and I thought I was gonna lose because they were first, and they went into their turn seven, and I could do it on my turn seven. I was like, "Damn, I lost!" And then they played an Encanter's Flow and passed, and I was like, "Oh!" And then I did my Dragon turn. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's kind of stupid. It's like... Turn seven. If if you like want to know if you're being an optimal boy and being like or like also do like you can't always just do it on turn seven, but. <laughs> turn seven is like a pretty good goal to have just hit hit the reduction once hit an amulet with either a flow or a siphon mana it's gonna go down to nine and then you're gonna have a hot streak for seven and then if you have the siphon mana hopefully you'll have like first flames brain freezes like flame geysers studies mana biscuit like a bunch of like stuff you've made either zero or one and then can get them on seven like that's a good goal to have if you're playing this deck i feel like but that's not to say you can't do it later and still win you can like you don't you shouldn't feel restricted to like getting it by then but if you want to maximize mm -hmm. your chances of winning you want to do the combo as early as possible so 100 percent um so yeah so yeah mage is pretty um pretty like streamlined it's it's um I feel like it has like more matchup decisions to make than uh, the other decks, um, just because of, like it taking longer for the combo to come online and having like the survivability stuff. But the other decks kind of don't care about like anything. Like they just want to like it like advance their game plan and um, and you know like Mage is doing that too. It's just like because they have infinite damage, they they're just you know that it comes at the cost of it can't come online at like turn four like how druid can just keep uh, you know gaining attack so that at turn four like you will die unless you play like a solid alibi um but they're all they're all really fun and uh i think still um still like have a lot of room for like decision making even though they are really streamlined i mean like clearly because i'm playing you know i'm playing with a lot of older cards that i don't have much experience with playing twist right now and it's like i'm way worse than private merc at the format currently because i just you know i don't i, I don't play combo decks very often and uh and i've played with like all i'm playing like with that. all these cards again after i played with them for like two years like you haven't seen right. these cards before yeah so like yeah, i had these cards tough. for two years and it's like going back home to them so it's like different experiences for us where it's like new it's they're basically new cards for you so yeah um but yeah uh did you play any of the 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 quest like demon hunter deck i played it mostly against you that one is like feel i think that's one of the better ones like the better decks right now i think that's like the next best i think druid is technically the best and then demon hunter but then sham those sham and demon hunter and druid are all really close together 
But the Demon Hunter one is just like, you reduce your Wallopers and your Brutes, you draw a bunch of cards, and then you play free Wallopers, free Brutes and stuff. I didn't play it a ton. Um, I feel like, like from a preference standpoint, I, I like what Shaman's doing a lot more, and I like what Mage is doing a lot more, and I even like what Druid is doing more. I'm just not super crazy about uh the outcast demon hunters playstyle like it's it's a really strong deck um glide is a hell of a card like against mage or something they have nine cards in hand you're like oopsie glide and then <laughs> yeah they're I'm like ready sure to that, do like, their their dragon and then you glide yeah like you go look at the the mage has mi the statistics are minimal like because there is not many games but you go look at the mage's matchups it's in the green against every class except druid has it it's 46 percent, and then against demon hunter it has a 29 percent win rate like like they just i feel like that's due to glide as well as them just getting at a super huge board early and you only have enough flurries brain freezes and alibis to last like a few turns if they get that out like i've literally had the quest demon hunter uh i think they played the brood on me on turn two before and it's just like i just wow. like it's like okay like so yeah i think there was turn two they had coin as well i don't remember the exact sequence but i remember like they just didn't have a hand, and the Brute was out so, and, like, I just couldn't do anything, because it was a mirror match, and that was when I decided that I did not want to play Quest Demon Hunter anymore. <laughs> did you play? Man, you played a little bit of it. What did you think? Yeah, um, it was alright. I definitely didn't, like, keep playing it, though. Um, I, th I don't have Final Showdown, so I think my only experience with it was, um, playing... When you borrowed with yeah, borrowing you your deck and uh and then other than that I played a little bit of the New Age Outcasts, but yeah, I didn't really enjoy that deck. Um but yeah, when I played when I played the Outcast one against you, it, it was like fine, but I I also agree like I, I think it's like a little more or like the it's just subjective experience, but I I found it to be more boring than the other decks. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, um, mana burn is horrible. I, I it's think, a good card. I think it's it's probably a good card, but I uh, I think it's such a like. I don't know. It's just such a horrible thing to do to your opponent. Like you have just... to you have to have really good matchup knowledge to use that card optimally. You have to like yeah. straight up know what like you can do it against a dragon mage to stop their dragon turn. Like you have to like kind of have something in mind though if you want to use this to like its best potential because if they're not mm -hmm. if they don't have big plans for the next turn a lot of decks are fine with being like all right whatever i'll just do something like suboptimal now yeah yeah but if you have that matchup knowledge that's yeah like it just like that, is game that, winning you can just do it against yeah. a dragon mage and you get one more turn and you blow them out with your all your dudes like mm-hmm Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's no more decks. There's Control Priest, but I only played against, like, three, and I don't think you saw it, because you didn't... I'm not sure. Did you see any Control Priest? I... I think I might have saw one. Yeah, so that is also I a deck. It's like a miracle know. deck where you kind of just play, like... You play a bunch of copy dude that every time you cast a spell reduce the cost of a random card in your hand by one. You kind of just play your whole hand and then, like... 
give the dude taunt death rattle summon a four seven taunt and then make copies of him and you just like you just pass for five turns and then you essentially play like a, a bless priest type deck is what it is essentially where hmm. you play your whole hand and then make a bunch of dudes and with taunt and divine shield and they can't but you just have to kill them basically early on with a lot of decks like Druid, they put the walls up, you're done. Shaman, they put the walls up. Unless you've chipped them down enough that you can burn them, you're done. Mage, you're not necessarily done, but you do have to play a lot of spells. Which, I've done it before. I have won that matchup. You just you do have to play a lot of cards. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good deck, but yeah, I haven't played much of it. I just don't want to craft the epics in it, because like, it's, just, it's just another huge pop-off win the game turn deck and it's like that that at least that version like a priest version where you're buffing dudes that doesn't appeal to me as much as just like the dragons or something so i'm not interested enough to craft those epics yeah that's fair i this deck doesn't really intrigue me much either looking at the deck list it's yeah like i liked bless priest when that was in standard but um that's just i don't know that's just like something right now i feel like and at least when i'm playing twist like i i think for me the most fun decks for me are the druid and the mage one and uh, um i feel like i would like the shaman one but i just can't make it at least i don't think i can Um, yeah i like the shaman and the mage the most i feel like yeah yeah the shaman one just seems so i feel like i would like it if i was able to play it like because i really i really liked overdraft and burn shaman like i thought it was really fun just playing a bunch of overload guards and then getting to unlock all your mana crystals it was really cool and then just getting to do that like to win games i mean that's how you won a lot of your games you know yesterday just hitting me in the face for a bunch with burn damage and having a glug yeah burn Um, damage for the win yeah you know it's cool um but yeah i don't know is there anything else it seems like we went through most of the popular twist decks um yeah there's not, not, not much else i i think we can move on to the game um i think this yeah. is uh this is just gonna be a weekly tw- twist thing by the way we're gonna we're gonna return back to standard next week i'm pretty sure right we or what were your thoughts on that? yeah yeah, yeah so think, um maybe like, if like, like I, <laughs> or sorry, go ahead. If like really big developments happen in Twist, we can talk about it next week. But we're not. Twist is not going to be the focus next week. This is like one week where we really focus on Twist. So. Yeah, because it's. I, I mean, I don't know how it is for you in like Legend Land, but at least for me, when I play Standard, it feels it feels really similar. Still, like I d- I don't think much has really changed in standard so i feel like it was okay for us today to take some time to talk about the new game mode that they just came out with because it's definitely a big deal and in the future i think you know we can definitely like even if it's just for like a little bit before we go into standard um you know if there if there is big changes and twist we could touch on them um i also feel like it's uh kind of inconsistent because we don't really touch on wild at all on this podcast but um that would require me spending like a lot of money so (laughs) 
Can't really yeah, that's do that fair. Right I've now. only spent like <laughs> dust on very specific cheap wild decks like Totem Shaman and even Warlock. So I'm like, uh, I don't have like a knowledge of the wild meta beyond a few decks that like occasionally I'll play in wild. So I'm also not interested in spending a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as far as twist goes, you know, since it's new, we can definitely hit on it here and there and uh, keep you guys kind of in the loop maybe if you're you're just mostly a standard person but interested to hear about twist and, and if you don't want to hear about twist if you think it's dumb just uh let us know too on our um you could let us know on our twitter or however you'd like just you yes know, at we, we love Merc getting feedback at yep. we, we man hs <laughs> yep yeah because we don't want to do something on this podcast that people don't want and uh you know, we just kind of figured for this episode, like, it, since it's a new game mode, there's probably, a lot of people are probably going to be playing it, um, so we figured it'd be good to talk about, and uh, especially good since, you know, the standard meta, at least for me, hasn't really seemed to change uh, a whole lot, but yeah, we'll definitely return to our normal standard conversations next week, um, All right. but unless there was more we wanted to talk about with Twist X, I think we can get into our game yep i agree with that being said we can move on into our twist match yes and i can lose on i can concede on turn five because nick played glug yes glug glug <laughs> all right i'm going to challenge you it's too late oh wow you are fast <laughs> all right well good luck have fun all right g good luck Private Merc's perspective. Alright, so we have selected the Quest Shaman to play into Wee Wee Man. And he has selected the Mage. We swapped out the Sleep Breaker and the uh, Flame, by the way, for a Jam Session and a Death Weaver Aura. The Death Weaver, jeez. The Death Weaver Aura is probably not that good, but I was interested in seeing how that performs. So we have Quest, Ancestral Knowledge, Note Taker. I think we keep all of this. So if we can get a bloom, like we were talking about on the show, I can quest knowledge and then note taker bloom bloom and possibly some other things. So let's see. Let's just see what happens. We remain still considering his mulligan. He got the he he'll be going second, so he has four cards to decide on. curious if he got the amulet if he's gonna keep it this game because that was something we talked about something to... he kept two he tossed two okay i draw another ancestral knowledge so i mean if i don't draw what i want i have two ancestral knowledges and feel like the potential to get glug out before he can combo is pretty decent here he passes i draw a serpent shrine portal and then I play the knowledge, and I get a fire heart and a jam session. So, looks like I'm going to Ancestral Knowledge again next turn. He goes ahead and hero powers me. And I find a novice zapper, so I'm just going to Ancestral Knowledge again. I draw Lightning Bloom and Death Reaver Aura. And he Arcane Analects. Good play. So he probably did not have the coin flow here. Hmm, what are we thinking of doing here? We got a novice zapper. We draw another novice zapper. So what we can like 
And we have the Death Reaper aura. I kind of want to give that the Death Reaper aura. So if we zap her, we'll be back to three mana. Hmm. So go ahead and zap her. And that refreshes. Which means I can Death Reaper aura. And I'll go ahead and do that on my zapper. And I'll also lightning bolt his face. Leaves us with three mana for next turn, so we can Sherman try and portal him. Key siphon mana is my novice zapper, reducing a lot of cards in his hand and uh, leaving me with two three two zombies. Don't have any charged calls yet, which is unfortunate. <laughs> he plays studies. And he studies at a lab partner. And he crams sessions. session followed by a first flame to kill one of my three twos and a second flame to kill the other three two hmm I find a flow rider I'll definitely take that and bloom overdraft studies hmm We'll take the bloom. We're just not gonna overload this turn so we can do a big, I guess we're gonna just have to try and do like a big instructor fireheart turn, I think. We don't really have our hand is just it was not it was kinda unfortunate this game. No glug. I'm really hoping we could still potentially draw the glug, but with a the charged call. I guess it's not just glug himself. He conjures mana biscuit. So he could potentially kill me next turn on the coin going into his turn six. He could coin into the uh, reduced amulet. from the siphon mana. He flurries. He's gonna do some card draw stuff. I wouldn't have flurried my three one and zero two. He volume ups. And he's at ten cards. And he brain freezes my zero two. Draw an overdraft, that's good. So I'll note taker, and then I'll instruct her fireheart. Um, I see a torrent. So I'll lightning bloom. And I'll 
lightning bloom a second time. And I will novice sapper. Then I'll serpent shrine portal his face, and then I'll overdraft his face. I don't know if we win this though, because he's gonna have alibis. And we don't really have we didn't get our glug or anything like that, so we're reliant on drawing burn damage or getting stuff through guidance and stuff like that. He sold alibis and spring waters. He still hasn't casted a flow yet, so it's not horrible. And he flows now. Now he flows. Hmm. Ooh, we find a Guidance. So Brucon Guidance is really good here. So the first Guidance shows us Farsight Caverns. Um, I guess we'll take the Farsight. We don't really need the Caverns. And then I see Overdraft Altered Chord. I suppose we can... Overload and take the overdraft. And then we'll go ahead and just torrent his 1 3 because we have a leftover torrent. We may just die here, sadly. He has coins still. And I mean, we got the 7 7, which is pretty big. That'll soak one dragon spell, but things are looking kind of unfortunate, to be honest. He's at turn 7, so. He hot streaks and plays a seven mana amulet, and he still has coin and a mana biscuit. I think we lose, but we'll see what happens. He flurries. He coins. He first flames for free. Or he brain freezes for one. He mana biscuits. He needs... Mm, he gets me for sure. It's two spell. Yeah, first flame, second flame. Dang, he had exactly lethal. Wee wee man's perspective. Alrighty. So... I'm not looking forward to this. Um, in Private Merc played quite a few games of Twist y yesterday, and, uh, I know how this is gonna go, <laughs> but, um, okay, so we draw an Arcane Intellect, two Siphon Manas, and a Flame Geyser. I think I'll keep, so since he's Shaman, I know he's gonna play something with two health, like Novice Zapper has two health, and I know he's gonna want to play that, so... I don't think I need the Flame Geyser to Siphon Mana my own 1-2. So I'm going to keep a Siphon Mana, throwing away the Flame Geyser. I don't know if I want both Siphon Manas. And Arcane Intellect would be nice to reduce in play, um, even if I can't reduce it. Just playing it, just having card draw. You really want to have some card draw with this deck. So I think I'll just throw away one Siphon Mana and one Flame Geyser. And we get a Volume Up and a Solid Alibi. So I, I really like that I have Solid Alibi, um, especially with Siphon Mana, because that's something I can reduce and um, have available to me if I need more time getting to my 
uh, dragon turn, which I know I will need. Um, but uh, we're going second, so I have the coin, but um, I don't want to coin anything out here. Uh, everything costs two or more. I drew a cram session, so I'm just going to end turn. And he goes ancestral knowledge. So I draw a first flame. Still don't think I want to coin anything out. I would rather just reduce with siphon mana if I can. So I'm just going to hero power his face. And as is with like the mage decks and standard, volume up is still really difficult to manage your hand size with. Um, okay, so I draw a brain freeze. And... He still has not played any minions, so we can't siphon mana, which is unfortunate. But instead of uh, fire blasting his face, I'm just going to arcane intellect. We draw primordial studies and a flurry. So, got some good stuff to reduce here. If he can play a minion for us, that would be nice. I'm almost wishing I kept the flame geyser, but... It seemed like around turn three and four, he was playing some novice zappers, so. All right, there's a novice zapper. He unlocks his mana crystals, completing quest. So he has three more mana to work with. What could he do? He's giving his his uh, novice zapper death rattle to summon, what is that? To summon two, three, two zombies. That's gross. All right, we drew a Drake Fire Amulet, which is huge, because now I can siphon mana his Novice Zapper, and I reduce oh, a bunch of stuff. I reduce nine cards, so that's awesome. Um, now he has two three twos on board. I'm at 26 life. He's at 29 life. And um, I don't think... I think kind of what I want to do here is just draw more cards, to be honest. I would like to either siphon mana again or draw my hot streak so I know that I have that. Um, or uh, draw into an encanter's flow for next turn. So I'm going to play my zero-cost primordial studies, and I'll get the lab partner. And I'll play the lab partner. And then I will play Cram Session. So we draw Refreshing Spring Water, which is pretty big. Um, and now I will just kill both of his three twos, I guess, with a first and second flame. Um, and then pass turn. I really like that we have our uh, Drake Fire Amulet. I almost wish that I kept both uh, Siphon Manas because um, that would have played out perfectly. But there was really no way to know that Siphon Mana would be the primary way I'm reducing my Drakefire Amulets. You know, that, that's the one thing with this deck. You never really know if, if the main way that game you're going to be reducing your cards is through um, Encanter's Flow or with Siphon Mana. You just kind of have to play in the moment and do what's best. And I got pretty lucky that I was able to draw into my Drake Fire Amulet the same turn I was planning on using a Siphon Mana. So he plays a Flow Rider and plays uh, and then um, Hero Powers and gets a Strength Totem. 
I still have my lab partner. Um, I'm going to play a Conjure Mana Biscuit. Um, and then it's unfortunate because I have this volume up here. Because I still have coin. I have not used coin. So I could technically get to my dra my dragons on ne the next turn. Especially since I have my mana biscuit now. But I'm trying to figure out how to empty my hand right now. Um, okay, so I think what I'm going to do here is flurry his two minions. Now I'm at eight cards. I'll just play volume up and... The one I pick will get thrown away, I guess. Alright, doesn't matter. Um, I guess I'll play Brain Freeze on his minion. Uh, just so I have nine cards. Because I don't want to... I don't want to um, burn my hot streak. Like, that would not be good. Okay, so he plays Diligent Note-Taker and Instructor Fireheart. And he plays a lightning bloom. He finishes the second part of his quest. He could definitely charge call a glug here, which I think is what might happen. Yeah, that's probably going to happen here. He played another. He plays novice zapper. I'm just really hoping. Okay, he plays servant shrine portal. And then he overdrafts. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, so no glug. So that's actually really good for us. Um and ugh, this is this is rough right now because we could do our turn. We have coin. We could coin. Or no, I don't have hot streak. Wow. Okay. That's really unfortunate that I don't have hot streak yet. I've drawn so many cards. Okay. Here's what I'll do. I'll solid alibi because I have to this turn. Now I will. Now I have nine cards. I'll play refreshing. Er, hmm. Do I want to play refreshing spring water first? I guess, yeah. Because we would really like to get that hot streak for next turn. We draw our other Drakefire amulet and a brain freeze. I guess I just encanters flow and pray to God that I get my hot streak next turn. Um, he's probably going to get a glug head out on this turn. No, he just has storm collar. Okay, so he, right now he could get me down for one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm at 15. It's actually so huge that his, his board is full right now and no glug. Um... No Glughead. But it kind of blows that he could flow. He could swing his flow rider into my. Okay, he's not doing that. Okay, so we're actually. We're, we're looking alright. Um, if I get my hot streak, we're going to be okay. Okay, so I got hot streak. So. I guess we just go for it. So I'm going to hot streak. 
Drake Fire Amulet. Then we can flurry. Um and then coin. Um hmm. can brain freeze his seven five. Um play conjure mana biscuit or we play our mana biscuit and yo we have perfect lethal with uh mana biscuit into the um mana biscuit into the first and second flames gave us perfect lethal beautiful good game wee wee man good game Dude, I was so scared seven. that no you charge. Would... I didn't get any charged calls. That's unfortunate. They were That's, both I, in there. I was I was fearing for my life that you were gonna play a glughead. Just... No charged call. Yeah, Sad. that's unfortunate. I I was not drawing my hot streak for the longest time. Like I I I top decked the hot streak, which let me do that turn. It was because nice. I could have coined. I could have coined and did it last turn, I think. But yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, damn, I'm about to coin it out on turn six. Let's go, but no hot streak. Um. But yeah, okay. Well, I'm I'm glad it didn't go how I thought it would go. With, I'm glad you got your just win. In <laughs> Me and Wee Wee Man played till 3.30 a.m. last night, and I was undefeated, but he beat me when it counts. Yes. Uh, that's that's our whole Hearthstone experience. I get bodied by Private Merc uh, like 20 games in a row off the podcast, and then I get on the podcast and I win. Because <laughs> I'm just like a Chad. Damn. I do it. Well, I mean... <laughs> I blame the fact that uh, marijuana got legalized in Maryland. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, recreationally, it's okay. It's legal. So yeah, it's okay. It's all good now. It's you're twenty one yeah. and up. It's legal for recreational use. Amazing. <laughs> um. So next week we'll be returning back to standard. I don't really know. I'm honestly like, standard's not speaking to me right now. It's like Control yeah. Priest is really, really good. Thaddeus Druid's really good. I don't know. A format that's 10% Control Priest and 10% Thaddeus Druid. I'm just not that interested <laughs> currently. But we'll take a look. We'll take a look at what, at what's what's popping. We'll see. Yeah. And it looks like at Legend, Hound Hunter, and Blood Death Knight. I'm just like so sick of Blood Death Knight being popular. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not I a just... fan of it either. Yeah, it's just like that and Control Priest being popular. Maybe it's just because I'm such an aggro guy, but I just I'm I don't know. I mean, Control Priest is at least better because I feel like Control Priest like I could see why someone would want to play that. Um, it looks like Naga Mage. Like I'm probably just being player. lied to for the millionth time, but it looks like it has above a fifty percent win rate. Naga Mage, dang. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's probably yeah. a lot. It's probably fake news. Yeah. 
I don't know. I've been playing some Hound Hunter lately when I've been playing Standard, so I might keep delving into that. Um, just for... Yeah, like, it's not, like, that fun. I don't know. Um, I haven't, like, found... Like, I really... I really enjoy Outcast, but... Spell um, Outcast and Spell Demon Hunter are the best decks right now. Currently. Ooh, I might also try the new spell. Out You've on played Matter. it a little bit. Yeah, I played it. I played it. I played a few games of it with Private Merc yesterday, and it, it seemed fun. Uh, so, yeah, I, I might check that out over the week, too. Well, but, want, as always... Play a few more games? Yeah. Alright, well, let's log out of this podcast and... Tell yeah. our tell our fans to follow us on uh, Twitter and to leave us reviews and like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please give us feedback. We would love to. Yeah, we would love some inter- like if you guys want to like right. tweet us or just shout us out. Like, give us some anything. Just like we're we're open to any suggestions. Do you guys like yep. the twist? The twist discussion. Do you guys not like the twist? You preferred standard. Are you guys interested in? I'm even down BGs. Like I would just like let yeah, us I would know talk about BGs. you guys or you guys want to hear about. So, and again, for thanks sure. for listening. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye.